Welcome to the Mill Spouse Mastermind Show, friends. If this is your first time joining us, I am so, so glad you're here. We are in the middle of summer, the time of year when the newness of summer and the excitement of a change of pace had started to wear off. When we slowly start to long for the rhythms and routines and structure that the school year often brings. And if we're being honest, we might feel a little more stressed and overwhelmed than when the summer started. So what can we do about it? Today we are talking about four practical ways that you can reduce your stress and anxiety levels this summer. I'm also going to share with you the 90 second rule, what it is, why it matters, and how you can incorporate it into your everyday life. If emotions and feelings have been running a little high in your home this summer, then this episode is for you. I'll show you how these tools can help you and your entire family thrive. You ready? Then let's do it. You, my friend, were made for more. More than the managing of schedules, keeping up with kiddos, and holding down the home front. Welcome to the Mill Spouse Mastermind Show, the podcast that empowers you to get unstuck and craft a life with more meaning and less overwhelm. I'm your host, Christine, seasoned military spouse, mom of three, and your guide to designing a life you love and growing a purpose-fueled business as a military spouse. I believe you have something valuable to offer, and when you pursue the things that light your heart on fire, you trade frustration for fulfillment and isolation for a life of impact. It's time to discover who you are meant to be, because together, we can change the world. Okay, guys, I haven't talked about this on the podcast in a little while, mostly because my schedule has been crazy over the summer and probably a lot like yours. And now I am getting back to routines and a little more time in my schedule. And so I wanted to let you know that I am opening up five spots in my calendar for a clarity call with me. Now, this is for you if you are feeling stuck and if you are wanting to move forward but you're not sure how because I find that military spouses often get stuck because they don't know what their purpose is, what they should be doing. They don't know how to get out of their own way to make it happen and we need some mindset shifts or we don't know how to go after that big dream and make it a reality. And and so if that is you, if you are getting stuck in one of those areas, then we can hop on a free call together and we will unpack where it is, what's really causing you to get stuck, and how you can break free and take action so that this fall you make actual progress towards designing a life that lights you up, that inspires you, and that makes a difference in the lives of others. So to claim one of those free clarity calls, just go to millspousemastermind.com slash unstuck and claim your spot today. All right, the question I ask every time I sit down to figure out what we're going to talk about on the show is to say, what is it that you need right now? And what is going to benefit you the most? So when I think about the summer and middle spouse life and what is going on, so many of us get to this place where we feel 
additional stress. We feel additional anxiety because of what's going on. And so if you were reaching that place in the summer where you were feeling more drained, where you were more emotionally, mentally, physically exhausted than you were at the beginning of the summer, this episode is for you. I thought back to where I was at this time last year towards the end of our four-month-long OCONUS PCS. If you are new to military life, OCONUS refers to an overseas move, moving from one location to another, and you have to package up all of your belongings into crates. They get shipped across the ocean, and then you just have to wait for months until your stuff finally arrives. And that's a long time living without your stuff, living out without our routines and and more of that normality in our life. And so I got to this place where I was really exhausted towards the end of the summer and I didn't have my own bed to sleep in. I didn't have a desk to work at. I didn't have the organization and systems that I rely on to help me navigate and manage all of the things. I didn't have a community because we had just moved to a brand new location and my kids were struggling because they said goodbye to some very dear friends and they hadn't had a chance to build new relationships yet. So I decided let's do a midsummer pick-me-up and talk about a few things that we can practically do to offset the overwhelm, the stress, the, the anxiety that sometimes builds up over the summer. And maybe for you, it's moving to a new location. Maybe you are navigating a deployment. Maybe it's the fact that you work from home, but your kids are home all summer and you're trying to balance mom life and work life. Maybe it's because you said goodbye. You were the one that stayed behind and had some very dear friends move or your kids' friends moved, and you're feeling that sense of loss. Wherever this summer finds you, I just want to talk about four things that you and I can do to invest in ourselves and to reduce the stress and anxiety that we feel. And there's four concepts that we're going to cover today that are going to help you thrive. And if we start to implement these skills I think it's so powerful, not only because what it will do for us and for our mental and emotional health, but if you have kids, if you are a mentor to others, these are skills that are going to be so powerful that as you teach them to others, it really transforms the way that we all look at life. These four things are going to help us and the way we respond to the world around us. I got this framework from a book that I read earlier this year, or I should really say I listened to earlier this year because I spend so much of my time listening to audiobooks now. But it comes from the book How to Do the Work by Dr. Nicole LaPera, who is a holistic psychologist. And this framework she calls the four pillars of reparenting because these are four skills that we can learn to be successful in life regardless of whether we are teaching it to ourselves now 
or we learn these growing up. And the sooner that we can start to learn these four skills, the sooner that we can implement it in our lives, the more we are going to be able to thrive, to develop resilience, and to be able to handle whatever life throws our way. This framework is so powerful because it reminds us that while there are so many things outside of our control, and that's true, we can't control where we live, most of us, we don't control who's around us, who our neighbors are, what opportunities and experiences we may have had in our past, but we can control and we can change the way that we take care of ourselves the way that we connect to others, and the way that we relate to the world around us. These four pillars are self-care, loving discipline, emotional regulation, and joy. And you may be listening to this list and saying, okay, but what does that have to do with my stress and the anxiety I am feeling right now? And that's what you're going to understand as I unpack each of these four pillars. So let's talk about what each of these four pillars is and then how you can apply it to your life right now. So number one, self-care. If you have been part of this community for a while, you know that self-care is more than about pampering ourselves. It's about engaging in the things that help refresh and refuel us. Dr. LaPera's definition is learning to identify and care for your physical and emotional wants and needs. And at Millspouse Mastermind, we look at how we care for five specific arenas of our life. Number one, we're creating space for rest and play. Number two, we're caring for our physical well-being. Number three, we're caring for our spiritual well-being and our soul. Number four, we're caring for our emotional and mental well-being. And then number five is caring for our home because home is a space that we create. And if your home feels chaotic, you probably know this, your whole life starts to feel chaotic because everything around you doesn't feel organized and peaceful. And so how we care for our home actually impacts how we show up our emotional, mental, physical well-being. And so self-care is caring for each of these areas of our life. And figuring out what specific rhythms, routines, and actions will actually turn the dial that will make the difference in our lives. So how do we practice self-care when we're exhausted, when we don't have the systems to support us, when we may not be getting a break from our kiddos? Do we need hours of time by ourselves? It can be nice to get away, to get a break, to get out of the norm, but we put so much emphasis on our ability to do something big when it's really about looking for the little things in our everyday life, in our daily and weekly rhythms that really refresh and restore and renew us. 
and it's looking at and observing what can I do now to give my body what it needs in the season that I am in. And I struggled with this so much during COVID because I had come to rely on so many things for my self-care that were a part of me getting away from my kids, that were me getting out of the home, that were me going and doing these other things that did ultimately refresh and restore and renew me. But those were not available when we were all stuck at home 24-7 as a family. And so it really took me giving this a closer look and saying, okay, what are the things that really impact my physical well-being? What are the things that really impact my emotional well-being? What are the things that really impact my spiritual well-being? And what of those things can I do in my current season? What is available to me right where I'm at? 2020 for me was that opportunity to begin to rethink and redefine what I could do and what I had agency over that could truly bring me life in that season. Sometimes we think it's something big when it's something as simple as choosing to go outside, allowing sunshine to touch your skin, spending time in nature, connecting with someone you love, getting a little more sleep, going to bed a few minutes earlier, making a home-cooked meal, especially if you have been living in a hotel for a month and you are just craving that home-cooked, nourishing meal. It can be as simple as moving your body, choosing to take a walk around the block, writing in a journal, downloading a meditation app, turning on a yoga video. It doesn't have to be something major or big. It doesn't have to be outside the home. It doesn't have to be something that feels luxurious because it's all about the little things. For me right now, we have a hammock in our backyard and the chance for me on the days when I will just go lie in the hammock for even two or three minutes, that does so much for resetting my nervous system, for helping remind me and ground me of where I'm at and what's most important. It is those little things that feed our soul. So if you are in this place where you feel like everything is out of your control, what are those little things that you can do today, this week, that will give you life, that will bring life to your soul, that will enhance your spiritual, emotional, physical well-being, that will give you that sense of rest. Think about what those things are for you and then think about how important it is to model that for others. Because when we all learn how to care for ourselves, we become much healthier overall. Our mental and emotional well-being improves. We feel less stressed and less anxious because we took a few minutes to care for and invest in ourselves. The second pillar is loving discipline. And when we talk about loving discipline and feeling less stressed, that doesn't necessarily correlate in our minds. But when we get overwhelmed, 
when we reach a place of burnout, when our adrenals are fatigued, often we're too exhausted to do the things that truly help us rest and recover. And that's when it's really easy to fall into this trap of saying, life is hard. I deserve this treat, this reward, this night of binging the TV show. And sometimes we need that. Our body just needs to power down and rest. Sometimes that break is good for us. But loving discipline reminds us that we have to set boundaries to establish those health rituals and routines, that we need to be able to say no to things that won't serve us in the long run, that won't help us move the needle towards who we want to be. You know, it's okay to say it's been a long week. I'm going to have a bowl of ice cream. But if we have a bowl of ice cream every day or every meal, over time, that's not going to necessarily lead us to the long-term outcomes that we want. That's not going to help us show up as our healthiest, most energetic version of ourselves. Loving discipline is really about recognizing when a behavior pattern isn't serving us in the long run. It's about being able to learn to keep those small promises to ourselves and to be able to focus not just on short-term gratification, but on those long-term outcomes so that we can thrive and make a difference in the lives of others. Too much of a good thing can cease to be a good thing. So loving discipline reminds us of what our values are so that we can seek to live in accordance with our values. It's so easy to let our routines slide during the summer. We stay up later. We have some fun and we tell ourselves, eventually I'll get back to eating well or getting enough sleep at night. I am guilty of this just as much as you are. But that's why we're having this conversation because loving discipline ultimately helps us stop beating ourselves up and actually helps us reduce our stress and anxiety. Loving discipline is a skill that we can offer ourselves and offer to others. If you have kids, this is a great opportunity to talk about why developing discipline, why developing responsibility, why developing boundaries is so important and how it's going to help us become healthy and whole adults. The third thing we can do to reduce our stress and anxiety is develop emotional regulation. This is the process of experiencing an emotion and allowing the sensations and feelings to pass through our body rather than trying to avoid them, to trying to distract ourselves with a coping mechanism. It can be tough because sometimes we don't want to feel the emotions or we're afraid of getting stuck in a negative emotion and not being able to move past it. But cultivating emotional regulation, that is a truly powerful skill that we can develop. Let me give you an example from last summer. 
We were without our vehicle for about eight weeks while it was being shipped on the boat. And let me tell you just how excited I was to go down to the shore thinking that I'm going to get my car. I'm going to be able to be mobile now. It's going to feel so amazing to have my car again. I have all of these feelings of excitement until we get to pick up our car and it won't start. The battery is completely dead. We can't find anywhere that can fix the car and they have dented the bumper of the car on its voyage across the ocean. So now my car is damaged. It does not start and we can't find somewhere that can fix it at least that day. So we're going to have to leave without our car. And that feeling, that emotion that came over me in that moment to go from feeling so excited about something that I have waited for to feeling so devastated that I don't get my car. And not only that, my car is damaged. There were a lot of feelings and emotions that I had in a very short period of time. Having emotional regulation helps me know what to do, how to process those emotions so that I don't let it destroy my day, so that I don't take out that frustration and turn it on my husband or my kids. It's about having skills, knowing what to do in that situation so that those feelings can pass through us. So this is where I talked about at the beginning of the episode that I was going to teach you the 90 second rule. This is a good rule just to keep in mind. And the 90 second rule of emotions refers to the concept of when we initially experience an emotion. If we can just let that emotion happen for 90 seconds without trying to react or respond in some way, then we are much more likely to respond in a healthier way. It takes about 90 seconds for an initial feeling to pass through our bodies. And if we react in the moment, that is when we are much more likely to say or do something that we're going to later regret because we get so caught up in the emotion. If we are able to let that emotion pass through us to just feel that sensation without responding in a negative way for at least 90 seconds, then often our bodies began to return to equilibrium. But What so often happens is that our mind jumps in and we try to either avoid the situation and push those feelings and emotions away or we get so caught up into thinking about that feeling to replay the negative events, the de-stressing experiences that led us there and we get stuck there. So learning how to develop emotional regulation, number one, practicing that 90 second rule. If you feel yourself feeling overwhelmed by an experience, just sit with it for 90 seconds. Another way to practice emotional regulation, and this is 
exactly what I did last summer when I faced that situation with my car was a technique we call grounding. And it's really forcing yourself to be present in the moment and looking around and saying, what can I observe with my eyes right now? What do I observe with my ears right now? What can I touch right now? What can I taste right now? What can I smell right now? It's using all of those five senses to get yourself into the present moment because I cannot control what happened. I cannot control the future. All I can control is what I do right now. And the more that I put myself in the present moment that I am able to practice emotional regulation, the less stressed and overwhelmed I will become. Developing emotional regulation skills is something that I work on with my kids a lot because I have three girls and there are lots of emotions in our home. So sometimes we're talking about how to take deep belly breaths. Sometimes we're naming a sensation. Sometimes it's just moving our body. Sometimes it's learning to count. Sometimes it's yoga. For many of us, we have to physically move our bodies to allow sensations to move through us so that we don't get caught up in our feelings. But when we allow our bodies to process these emotions as they come, we are going to be able to reduce the stress and overwhelm and anxiety that we so often get caught up in. And then the last pillar that we're going to talk about today, the fourth pillar is joy. Dr. LaPera also refers to this as the skill of developing childlike wonder. Back in December, I did an entire episode, I will link in the show notes, all about the concept of joy. Episode 119, how to tap into joy as a military spouse. Joy involves gratitude, generosity, self-love, creativity, and spontaneity. Think about the joy you experienced as a child before the world conditioned you to be what others expected of you. That childlike wonder, that joy of discovery, that feeling of hope and excitement for the future, that is what we want to cultivate in our lives. What is it that truly helps you feel alive? Maybe it's doing something that you enjoyed as a child. Maybe it's trying a new hobby. Maybe it's connecting deeply with others. Maybe it's dancing as you make dinner with your kids in the kitchen. What is it that will help you not focus on the challenges of life, but on hope and the fullness, the joy that is available in the present moment? It is that joy, that energy, that vitality that is infectious and exhilarating. It is that that will help us navigate the world around us to foster resilience and ultimately to reduce the stress that we feel. It's creating this energy that brings life to yourself and to everyone around you. So four vital skills that we need 
small things that will make a big difference in our lives. Self-care, loving discipline, emotional regulation, and joy. So let me ask you, what do you need to cultivate right now? And what simple action will help you right where you are this summer? Which of these things will you cultivate to reduce your stress, your anxiety, your overwhelm, and help you move from a place of burnout and exhaustion to a place of health and vitality, to a place where you are not only able to give yourself what you need, you're able to be a light, a joy, and to share that infectious joy with everyone around you. That may seem like a far cry from where you are right now, but I promise you that all of us have the ability to cultivate these four pillars in our life. Self-care, loving discipline, emotional regulation, and joy. I would love to hear from you and know what your biggest takeaway is, which pillar you are working on, and what actions you are taking to help develop that skill in your life. Please pop inside our free Facebook community and share because we are better together. Let's encourage and cheer each other on. I am over here cheering you on because I know you have something to offer the world and I want to see you step into your full potential and create a life that inspires you and impacts the world for good. So if you are in a place where you feel stuck, please don't stay there. That is why this free clarity call exists. Hurry and get on my calendar because there are only five spots available but I would love to help you get unstuck so you can step into the next level of growth for yourself and for the people whose lives you are going to influence. All right, friends, until next week, may you live filled, fueled, and full of joy. Hey, friend, before you go, the Mill Spouse Mastermind community is here to help you thrive as a military spouse. Figure out what lights your heart on fire and equip you to create a life of impact. You can have an incredible impact simply by heading over to iTunes to subscribe and leave a review. And if today's episode was meaningful to you, I know it will be for others too. Spread the word by taking a screenshot of this episode and share it to your stories so we can continue to reach more people, change more lives, and shift the way that military spouses look at life. Because we are better together, and together we can change the world. Let's do it.